So now we're listening to this and uh, just like hiding under the sheets from a monster. Now the bad sounds can't get me. Welcome back. Party people to another edition of the first cut, an episodic journey through the sonic underground of today. Now put the kids down for a nap. Open up a bottle of the good stuff and sit tight, cause it's about to get weird. Seriously, this is not for kids. You've been properly warned. Hello, party people of the world. You're back with Danny and Evan. It's been uh, it's been kind of a minute. We've had some weird happenings going on and some uh, corrupted files. So unfortunately, we've been a little bit behind. But we're back. We're back now. Say hi, Evan. Hi, Evan. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, we're we're corrupted. Yeah. We've been corrupted. What are we here today with Evan? It's post punk. Mm-hmm. It's not pre-punk. It's not mid-punk. It's post-punk. And we'll waste yeah. no time getting into our first pick, Boningen, on uh, their album Rebuilt. And this first track is Four Seconds to Ascension. It's really funny. I think we've only ever maybe done this. We've done this this time. But I think we've only ever maybe done it one other time where it's like we've done an entire list and then uh, something fucked up happened and we had to do the exact same list again. But this was actually like long enough ago that I don't remember these picks at all. <laughs> so, yeah, indeed. Indeed. It's yeah, very it's, interesting. Um, I'm sitting here with fresh ears. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't like it. Let's turn it off. I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> good. It's good. I do like it. I, I, I like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's still not like. I don't know if it's still ringing a bell, but but uh, it's your fucking bell. Yeah. sounds um sounds sounds fresh. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. It's lively, fresh, lively. You know, I'm, I, I you know I take my post punk on the on the livelier side, anyways. I take I mine like on an English muffin with hollandaise. Yeah, yeah, I like it on that on that. Um, you know, started off with some some energy. Yeah. I, I I you know I tend not to gravitate towards like the. Um, the Joy Division or Bauhaus side of things, you know, kind of it's the slower, gothier. That's shit. the slower, atmospheric stuff, and it's yeah. great. I like it. And I, I like the influence that, that stuff takes from like dub music. You know, that, that's great. It's, it's kind of you know, kind of rolls through your body like a, you know, like a like a fucking parasite, and that's cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like to go for lively to stuff. It, yeah, yeah. I, I well, it, it's fascinating because like I, when I think of like Joy Division, uh, I, I think of like the older like alternative kind of goth scene bands I think of like I mean the Smiths um, for one which is funny because like I-, I wouldn't hear the Smiths and say like yeah they're totally punk slash but no not at all but uh, yeah I think it, yeah, it's kind of derived from yeah punk you know, obviously post punk as punk, punk is and then yeah kind of that more emotional music like the Smiths and the gear yeah no, indeed I think I think the Cure, yeah, are like a fine example. I mean, they're they're one of those bands that like yeah, kind of went all over the place and had you know, an illustrious career as far as oh, different yeah. ways to use their their brand of um, goth rock music. And uh, yeah, they've they've gone to a different a lot of different places, but 
but um, there was a fucking minute where the only thing I knew about The Cure was the song Friday I'm in Love. Yeah. And I'm like, the fuck is the appeal of this? Yeah. I don't get this shit. Then you find at out that, that Robert Smith like hated that song even when it was oh, written. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Only written for the sake of the fucking record label. So. You know what's a fascinating like in that exact same like vein, um, and and it's interesting because I, I mean I, I'm sure I've admitted several times that I'm I'm a big fan of pop music at large. I mean not all of it, but some. Uh, but one song that I know is ultra cliche that I actually do quite enjoy uh, I enjoy a lot more now that I know the meaning um, is uh, Love Song by Sarah Bareilles yes yeah. but funny enough because that has a pretty misinterpreted meaning a lot of people are like yeah man she's uh, like expressing her independence you know against uh uh, potentially like toxic romantic partner and that is not the case I don't know if he is or not um, but actually who Miss Bareilles is writing about was her record label who was saying listen if you want to fucking sell records you need to be writing sappy radio love songs you yeah. need to write something that'll that'll sell and she wrote that song as a big Fuck you. Yeah. I I respect the hell out of that. And yeah, that's it's awesome. Really cool. It's like, yeah, like I, I've been a fucking absolute fanatic over um, the band XTC lately. I've and, never uh, listened to XTC. Yeah, they're fucking brilliant. But um, because that, that's what they have been throughout their entire career from like the late 70s through the sort of early 90s mm-hmm. is that they, um, they were like mostly a part of Virgin Records and they were just like. Like, the record label were on their asses all the time for like, hey, you guys need to fucking do this and do this and do this. And, and you need to sell this many records and we're not going to fucking have it any other way. And Andy Partridge, the, the principal singer-songwriter, is like, okay, yeah, cool, I'm just going to do my fucking thing, though. And they just totally fucking buck the, uh, you know, the record label's uh, ideas. And, uh, and it's awesome. What comes out is, like, commercial-sounding albums, but, like, really experimental and fucking good like and unique very unique and so um yeah that's what that's what i've been going for lately but uh but when you when you say commercial could you qualify that because like i I can think of albums that i I hear that i'm like yeah well like this this or this but i'm sure they're nowhere similar so like i would think of like some of like uh rush's like mid-career work like moving pictures for example Mm -hmm. i think it's like yeah it's a pretty commercial sounding album but it's really unique and extremely good but it's also progressive rock. No. So I don't know where... Because, I, like I said, I've, I've never listened to XTC, so I'm not familiar. Yeah, no, it's... um, uh, I think of it as, like... Uh, because there's two two songwriters in the band. And, and so you have Andy Partridge, who's and like the, me. the lead guy in me. Now you have Colin, <laughs> Colin Moulding, who's the, uh, the bass player. And, yeah, he also writes some of the songs. And, and uh, they kind of go back and forth. They don't really write songs together, but they write songs alternately, and um, it's like what you and I used to. Yeah, they kind of compete with each other to write better songs, and that's kind of yeah. cool. I like it. It's, it's almost like a Beatles kind of situation, but yeah, their, their songs are really like or didn't, three and a half minute long pop. ID, you know, little, didn't Tears for Fears kind? Yeah, no, Tears for Fears definitely. Kurt Smith and Roland Orzabal. Yeah, they're yeah. they're the same kind of thing. Well, I know you hate Tears for Fears. I, I hate Tears. No, I love. Tears. 
love them. But, um, uh, no, yeah, they, so XTC had this thing where it's like, yeah, they, um, their, their songs, they sound like, you know, they, don't, they have like a Beatles sensibility to them. They're British. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, it's like nice, nice. Ver, verse, chorus, like verse, bridge, where, you know, the yeah, kind you of, could, the whole nine you yards. dance to it. But, but like they experimented in the sense of like, um, uh, in 1982, they stopped touring entirely, and they so like the Beatles did. They stopped fucking so, yeah, socially, socially experimental. Yeah, and so they started playing around in the studio with all kinds of crazy fucking um, instruments and sound effects and uh, production techniques. And okay. uh, and actually, XPC is credited um, with with um, using. So they they worked with a producer called uh, Steve Lillywhite okay. in. 1979 on their albums on their album Drums and Wires and they used um, a uh, not to be mistaken with Stephen Lotus Black yeah well they they used uh, they used a technique called gated reverb oh yeah um, on their um, on their drum sounds and they they did this like even before Phil Collins became fucking like you know in 1980 when he put out uh, Face Value or whatever um uh, you know, and of course, uh, in the air tonight, you know, yeah, became, yeah, yeah. everyone's like, oh, Gated Reverb, I want a piece of that. <sighs> and so, yeah. and so they, they did this just slightly before him. Um, and, but then Peter Gabriel was like the guy who, who also sort of like at the same exact time, like 79. So, you know, hmm. you know, what's fascinating. I, I, and I, <laughs> I kind of want to wrap all this shit up and get yeah, back yeah, to yeah. the actual topic. Oh, but, yeah. uh, uh, I know full well what gated reverb is and i can describe it for anyone who thinks i'm a goddamn liar but gated reverb being yeah like typically a very very drench atmospheric reverb that cuts off really abruptly yeah where do you think that that term came from gated yeah because i don't know where the term came from well it's like they so what they did is they they of course add shit loads of reverb like you said to to a drum sound it's drenched and then they put a noise gate on it so that when it gets to a certain point okay so yeah it's just like instead of going yeah it goes swelling out yeah yeah yeah, so yeah yeah. then you had these fucking drum sounds that are all like also for people who are yeah for people who are uninitiated so maybe maybe music enthusiasts, but not production enthusiasts. Um, in the world of music, when we say dry or wet, that is referring to how affected something is. Of course, I don't want to assume anyone listening doesn't know that. When I say like, yeah, it's just soaking. Yeah, I'm referring to like it is very deeply affected. So like, yeah. it's not it's not a not a touch, not a pinch of reverb. It is a lot of fucking reverb. And, and completely wet would be like like not even a trace of the original signal. It's just like yeah. If you think of like Soaking a completely wet. reverberated guitar sound, and it's just like a wispy little like wind a mile away. It's like yeah, you know. Yeah. And some you know some people like to go crazy like that. I think I used to like that, but but you know I, the, it totally depends on what's happening. It's a good mix, you know. Yeah, there's I like yeah. to have a good mix of um, down to earth and also a little bit out there, but. Um, uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Bo, bo nin, nin, nin. I, I wish I, I I'm guessing that engine N I N G E N for those who are looking. Uh, yeah, but I like it because it's it's pretty faithful to like uh, you know to like an an OG kind of post punk sound. Definitely. But uh, but you know it, it's got um, I, th- I think they are 
are adding their own their own little flavor to it, you know. So, okay, I, I, I don't want to start damning with faint praise, but yeah, yeah, me likey, indeed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, no, I like it. It's it's um, not too. You know, it's it's funny because like I, I don't want to say like it's not too experimental for post-punk music because post-punk is actually pretty fucking like experimental as a genre is concerned which is funny because I, I wouldn't necessarily say that punk music was that much and I know some people you know all get on your angry keyboards punk punk was uh, you know I mean it, it had its moment it was wild it was crazy but I, I just I wouldn't say it was that experimental. It was aggressive, but it was also pretty pretty cut and dry. Like it was what it was. Yeah. And then yeah, branched out in other things. We have grindcore. We have um, hardcore. We have post-punk. We have post-hardcore. All of those things. Yeah. But um, yeah, just as like as what it was. It was just well, I mean, yeah, you know, you had, you had John Lydon, you know, who fucking you know, started the Sex Pistols, Johnny Rotten, and, uh, you know, he almost immediately got so fucking sick of, like, the the um, blandness of just, like, every band that copied Sex Pistols and wanted to just sound like that, that, yeah, he started uh, started uh, Public Image Limited and, like, started experimenting, and they're one of the most well-known post-punk bands, and, like, yeah, and, uh, and they, yeah, they had a very unique sound. I don't know if it's my favorite flavor, but I definitely appreciate it. But they, you know, they took punk and they, they really squeezed in some new flavors into it. You know, injected. Yeah. What would you do? They released, perhaps. Did you release something? I didn't. Who did? Okay. Anyways, um... Yeah, I mean, um, and that's all I have to say about that. Oh, you motherfuck. Sorry, I'm getting a little, ah, getting a little pop-ups. Ah, get that, uh, Norton. Well, I mean, it's my own computer. Norton and being shite. Um, Evan, uh, not ready to move on to the next bit. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you, Bone Engine and Rebuilt. And people, we'll see you back here momentarily. Um, people, we're back with our second pick. This is Soft Kill, live at the Crystal Ballroom. Sorry, live at Crystal Ballroom. Um, and the first track is from this point on. Now, this band I remember a little more, and I remember probably a little more, if I'm being honest, because they're from Portland, Oregon, which is dangerously close to us. Close enough you can smell me, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I remember liking this one quite a bit Evan gosh I don't know if I remember it's not it's not uh, just like the last band it's not really not um, not swimming back to me incredibly quickly I found I found actually oddly a lot of the bands that were like fuck I really like this seem to come from Portland Oregon yeah like, you remember Tyler Burns from the, uh, um, oh, Lord have mercy, the Synthpop 2? Yes. Um, there's another one, it's on the tip of my tongue, but 
I can't remember. Did we do an episode on shoegaze? I feel like there was a shoegaze one. Well, I'm not going to get on my phone and look it up, but yeah. I'm pretty sure there's been at least a solid hand. Yeah, something in the water, I think. Something in the water, man. Sea monkeys, sea monkeys and critters. Anyways, while while we gestate on this, and we were talking about post punk at large. Yeah. Um, just uh, I guess you know just the relative musical history around uh, post punk and punk and um, crunk and some dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. What the hell was I gonna? Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's always fascinating to me, and I'm sure I've talked about this at least once on the podcast. But I, I'm such a like literal, fucking dorky person. That, like when I hear a thing, I, I very much am rooted in the fact that it's like words have meanings, you know. And to me, when I hear post anything, so let's say postmodern, for example, when you hear the per- term, the term, the term postmodern, you say, well, what does that mean? It means literally exactly what you would think it means. It means after modern, which is funny because I think all in all, people would be like, well, modern means now. Well, sure, but postmodern was a term that was relative to what like the fucking 90s oh oh yeah well well like modernism i guess if you're talking yeah. about like art fine art then yeah we're talking like yeah, the I mean, 1920s art, and 30s art um architecture you, yeah you like had like you had um uh like romanticism in the in the mid 19th century and then and then yeah so it went to like t.s Eliot, you know and then like um uh uh, uh, uh all these fucking yeah, the modern the modernist poets in the World War One era, and the Lost Generation, all that shit. Um, but yeah, then postmodern was like the, of course, you know, Pomo. You think of like the fucking Dada art and the the Mona Lisa with the mustache and the urinal and shit. Yeah. So yeah, but postmodern was saying like, oh, this is Campbell Well, it just goes to um, yeah, it just goes to show that yeah, like um. Uh, at the time, it was like, oh yeah, this is modernism, this is modern. It's like, now this shit is 100 years old. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But I think even like, yeah, architecturally, they're referring to... But yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is modern is is relatively past. So even post-modern where it was like kind of phasing out. Oh, yeah. But I guess, I guess that's, that's the funny thing, is that mo- post-realistically is exactly like... Um, God, what is the term I'm looking for? Um, not synonymous. It is the exact opposite of uh, pre. In that, like, yeah, pre is something that comes before, post is something that comes after. In the case of, I'm really fucking tired today. You're like, God damn it. What is wrong with Dan? Is he, like, super high? No, I'm not, actually. I'm really tired. Josh, dog um, it. God Fucking We're having a bit of a heat spill out here. We're hot. We're boiling in fucking sweat yeah. over here. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Evan's looking at it off of me. It's pretty great. It's a nice thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, post post typically, yeah, comes oh. as a prefix to say, yeah, that it's um, something that came after the fact. But in a lot of cases, I find with music that that 
doesn't necessarily seem to be true. Like, first and foremost, and I think we talked about this the first time we did this list, but we should probably review it again. We were talking about the ideas to whether Punk is or is not dead. Um, yeah. But that is the thing, is like for something technically to be post, so in this case, Punk, that would mean that Punk would have to be dead. Or at the very least, its heyday has to be over, which that is undoubtedly true. So post punk started the same time punk started. It was like a parallel yeah. track. Like, right. So it, it, I know it, it's weird. It's curious to see like why that that moniker like came to describe the um, uh, punk music that was more about like uh, emotion and um, and uh, uh, what's the word like in, inner thinking about the inner world and the uh, you know introspection and so and so yeah it's like you know i i don't know why i don't know why post came to mean that in that context but post to post rock is well and then i was going to say yeah in that exact same way very different post post rock metal things like that those are musical genres that are actually still still very extant today like if you were to say like yeah but rock had its heyday and it's like no Rock is still very goddamn prevalent, at the very least, through alternative music. And metal is... I mean, fucking Christ, I would say metal's more relevant than ever. Yeah. Some people may sure. argue that, but um, in my personal opinion, I disagree. I think metal is now bigger than it ever has been. Yeah, um, I, I think that could be true. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, pay too much attention to like what's like super hot, but, but yeah, I, I think I get the, I, the sense that metal if, is Of course, the one big. that drives me fucking insane is when people say post-progressive. Yeah. Or post-prog. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, because, you know, progressive, progressive is dead, and this is what came after the fact, but you know, it's progressive. You know, post-prog, that fucking phrase, like, it sounds just snooty. To me, it's so snooty because it's like, it, it's so unfashionable. If if you if someone says, "Hey, um, so what kind of music does your band make?" and you say, "Oh, prog," they go, mm, "Prog, ew," or they, or, you know, or whatever. But if you say post prog, like, oh, so that's like, it doesn't have the lame um, uh, noodliness and the 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 extravagances of progressive rock, but it has the sleek, cool, modern touch of alternative. Yeah, it's like I, snooty. Yeah, I just. I, I hate that idea that it's like. Um, I guess that's, yeah, with that that's term. kind of tough because to me, like when you look at the people that say, "Oh, I'm post-progressive," to me the more reasonable genre title has been progressive alternative. But then the the thing is that people go, well, "What the fuck does that mean? How can you be progressive and alternative, especially like by by literal definition?" But the thing is, is it, it, to me, it makes more sense than fucking post-progressive because if you're looking at literal words, you're hybridizing progressive rock and alternative rock. Progressive alternative versus post-progressive, which is like, this was after doing progressive stuff, which is like, so it's what, regressive? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I'm fucking geeking out on words and I'm sure I'm gonna get slam poetry down for being a fucking plebeian but i know yeah i i, I have a, a subtle a 
more than subtle fear that uh, half the shit that the utterances that come out of my fucking my little mouth hole like that people are gonna take umbrage with and, and go hmm oh you're not very smart are you I like but, the utter come out of your mouth hole ooh <laughs> we're gonna take a little bit of a break bro. yeah <laughs> um uh, so no so uh, you know post progressive post rock post all this and that uh, you know post rock I feel like that's like the only one I mean this is just my intuition I don't know where that actually came from but I think that like post rock started becoming a thing in like the early 90s in so, like yeah. mid 90s so like Slint, I think technically people are like, oh yeah, Slint started post rock. I would absolutely say Slint is post rock. But Slint is like so like they have one song from Spiderland that was like a post rock song. The rest of the as, songs as are you just typically qualified. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but then like you had Dick Tortoise and then like uh, Terra Mellows or whatever. I guess that's more math rock, but but yeah, you have Mellows, yeah for sure. But you have Mogwai. you have yeah Mogwai, of course, yeah yeah big one. Um, God um, is an astronaut. Uh, yeah, Godspeed you Black Emperor. There Godspeed you, go. you Black Emperor. So yeah, you have oh, like fuck yeah, Godspeed you Black Emperor. So it's like I, I think the way that that came to be was that like there's so much post rock. Was, I, so I think good. these bands were looking at the state of rock music and going, shit, what the fuck else are we gonna do with rock music? It's been like shoegaze just happened. That was like like rock went supernova. Um, so what else are we gonna do with it? You're gonna make post rock. This is rock after it's been like dead, but like it came back from the grave and now it's like reborn as this big atmospheric thing. And so that I. I my intuition tells me that's where that comes from. I, I have I mean, no idea. Probably post metal is pretty much the same thing. Yeah, with yeah. fucking higher gain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just turn up the fucking turn up or add a couple little fucking distortion pedals. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Pelican being a great example. Yeah. Man, Pelican was pretty good. Pelican. Pelican was in my mind They're for some reason not that long ago. Because you like birds. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyhow. I do like birds, yeah. You sure do like birds. I do like them. Oh, that BT band shows on a Sunday, by the way. Guess my favorite bird. Uh, I mean, I would guess chicken. You know, I wasn't expecting any guesses so soon because I actually had to think about that for a little bit. I think an albatross. (laughs) Albatross are cool. They're cool people. I've met a couple and they're very nice. No, I've never seen an albatross. I was going to say, no, you haven't. (laughs) But I like that one, uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. So... And the uh, albatross plays pretty big in that, mm-hmm. and I like the uh, the uh, song by what you call it. Never mind, I'm getting off track. There's a Pink Floyd song that refers to yes, yeah. Well, they they they're talking about Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Uh, overhead, uh, the yeah. albatross hangs motionless a, upon e- the air. Echoes, yeah. By off of metal. Oh yeah. Hell Isn't that your favorite Pink Floyd? My album? favorite Pink Floyd, yeah. I, I don't. Great album. I do not go for Pink Floyd. They they don't really wet my whistle. That's a very 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 different than most of their albums. Yeah, but echo. I, I find echoes and yeah metal at large to be just yeah. fucking brilliant. But uh, yes. So anyhow. I quite liked animals. All that. Yeah, you know I I, I bought. I bought a, uh, but you have it on vinyl. I had it. I, I had it on vinyl years ago. I don't know what the hell happened to it. I listened to it a couple of times, and and you know, I I learned kind of the hard way that that yeah, Pink Floyd like isn't what I go for because what they're about is like I don't want to say it in like a in a mean or disparaging way, but I, I think so much of their sound is like David Gilmour's chops and his like cool bendy solos and. And I'm like, when I think of, when I want like prog, I want like 
I don't know. I like the extravagance, but I also like. Um, you sure do. I like uh, you know King Crimson. So yeah, King Crimson to me the ultimate. Hang rock. on a minute. Ultimate. You like King Crimson? Yeah. Get the fuck out of town. Get the hell. Yeah. Hell yeah. Get out of my bed. I would say Lark's Tongue and Aspic, Lark's Tongue Aspic, uh, and Starless and Bible Black, oh. hands down, best. But you know. You used to really like Lizard a lot. I, oh, I love Lizard, but they were in such a transitional phase at that point. Um, and I liked it, yeah, that with with uh, Larkstown and Aspic oh, and uh, Starless and Bible Black and then Red, they they really settled on <laughs> Bill Bruford, um, uh, John Wetton, and just Fripp, so they had this like, a little trio, just like fucking Rush, so, you know, that shit was cool. Yes. Did you ever listen to that uh, Crimson Project? Oh gosh, no, I don't I think can't I did. Remember who the hell was in the Crimson Project? That's gonna drive me nuts. Though. All I remember is that it was spelt weird. It was spelled Project but with a K. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I guess no. Oh, it's, uh, it's KCT. Ah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's like when I when I, I like my prog to not be so um, like focused on just someone's chops. This is Tony Levin. Oh yeah, Tony. Yep. Uh, so, oh yeah, because I mean Tony Levin played with uh, played with them back in the eighties when they sort of. Adrian Blue, Tony Levin, Ooh. Pat yeah, yeah. Mastelato, Marcus Ruder, Tobias Ralph, Julie Slick. Oh, neat. Apparently yeah. Gavin Harrison plays with King Crimson now. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, him's good people. Yeah. Um, so Evan, if, if there would be anyone to take over Bill Bruford, then yeah, Gavin Harrison. Evan. Yeah. A lot of people believe that Punk is dead. What do you say? It is. We've talked about this. Before. I think that. You know, I don't like saying controversial stuff, but you know, I could oh, say. Oh come Punk on is dead. now! I, I think that in come my on, opinion, give in me my that opinion, tasty Punk is flavor. Dead. I would say I would say Punk is dead. So I think it depends on. It's funny. The last time we had this conversation it was much more drawn out, but uh, I don't um, I don't like to rock the boat. But yeah. yeah, Punk is dead. I think it depends on what way you want to come at that statement. Do you want to come at it from a musical genre stance or Punk as an idea? Which that's well, I mean, of course, with, uh, musical uh, musical genre. I mean, well, but here's the thing, right? The musical genre is based on the political punk movement. So, I mean, I, I mean, they were they were, I, they were they were symbiotic, realistically. So, if you look at it as like, does punk? Does the roots? Does the inspiration? Does the politicism of punk still live today? I would say absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, big time. Unequivocally. I mean, punk but, and DIY culture, yeah. I mean, sure, it's just sure. all, all married with each other. Sure. I, th- I think punk is one of those phenomena that I think it's really cool because it's like, you don't have to buy a fucking membership to it. You can just say you're yeah. a punk. People like, I can say it. I'm a punk. I don't look anything like a punk, but I can say I'm a punk and be a punk. Yeah. So that, that's cool. I, see, I, and that's the thing. If somebody's like, you're not very punk, you go, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. I know better than you. And Piece I mean, of shit. If we're going to talk about meaning the words, etymologies and stuff. Yeah. So punk comes from the Greek 
um, oh, for for beginner. It means beginner or or amateur or you know someone I did who's not know that or dilettante or whatever. And so, so to finish. Well, as a genre, yeah. I would agree. I think punk music is good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's still people doing it, and that's cool. And I'm glad that punk as an idea is still alive. But like, it's pretty much it's just I, a I know. Smoke, I mean, smoldering ash. I just. I, so maybe I'm just not very creative, but you know, I, I think of like innovation happening in rock music at large, and that's that's iffy to say. But punk music is just like, eh, yeah. I mean, what else can you innovate that hasn't been done yet? And of I course, don't. I should I should pause it too, really quick. It's yeah. very very important because we're talking about a a related genre. When I say punk. I do not mean any of its children or siblings. Yeah, no. I mean straight punk, not post-punk, not hardcore. Those are very, very, very different conversations. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. Yes. Well, and I was... I was watching, like, uh... The wife had a Jimmy Kimmel clip on, and, uh... And, uh... He had some, like, uh... Some, some band, uh... Some and uh, and they're like a little uh, sort of riot girl punk outfit, you know, all like teenage girls, and, and you know I, I I just I try not to be so cynical or down on anyone, but it's just you fucking liar. It's <laughs> he says while the fucking mics are warm. Well, yeah, and I'm, but I'm just like you know they play their song and it's like you know it's like there's these sweet little innocent girls and they're playing you know and you know smashing their guitars and you know it. It doesn't, like, I don't know. I guess if it's inspiring to, to people, that's great and all. But I just, I see it as, like, vaudeville at this point. It's just yeah. kind of like you're wearing Punk's dead corpse. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But, hey, if that's what they need to, like, start a career in music and they can start but, to innovate so, But then here's the that, question, I and I say this not to ruffle any feathers, right? But if you were to set out to make punk music in 2021, are you... Are you probably going to make money? I don't think you're going to make money. And again, I say that explicitly about just punk, not post-punk, not hardcore, because I know somebody's going to be like, there are so many fucking punk bands. And then I'll be like, yeah, that's crust punk, dog, not punk, or this, that, or whatever. That's why I think it's very, very important to fucking distinguish cross my T's and dot my I's, because uh, that's explicitly what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying that people don't make punk music today, and I'm not saying it's not good. I mean, you know. What I am saying is that, uh, you know, shit exists in tattoo parlors and nowhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think it's about time to move on, Evan. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I feel bad. I didn't really talk about the music at all, but... But yeah, well, uh, hey, but now you have time to reflect. You've listened to it. Yeah, uh, some fine, uh, some fine work. It is. It sounds really good. It, it, again, I think it sounds really I would even faithful. Say it's quite refined. Yeah, it, it sounds very, uh, very faithful again to like uh, you know a a particular sound, a place, and a time, and it evokes it quite well. I hope that isn't damning a faint praise. I hope that isn't <laughs> taken as an insult. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I quite like it. It's um, well, I mean, I think that's that's maybe somewhat of the the only real unfortunate side to it. And I don't say this to say that it's un- 
unfortunate about the music, but it's kind of easy to zone out to. Um, and that's that's great in its own way. But in the same way, we were able to talk for, I don't know, 400 fucking years and go, oh yeah, we haven't talked about the band. Yeah. And it's not that we don't do that terribly often either, but... Yeah, I, I feel like this would work really well at that... Uh... That goth bar we went to oh, in Portland, yeah. Oregon. Yeah, Lovecrafts. Lovecrafts. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. Evan got his first grim job. Oh, man. It was really dirty. Really corny. Really corny. <laughs> yeah. Not fun for all participants. Nah. Yeah. Anyways, back in a second, people. Good thing you flossed afterwards. People people the fuck was that no shit i'm not i'm not gonna get fucking murdered again please i can't i don't get think murdered so again. but it did sound like the apocalypse was happening outside fuck. well i guess we'd better start this fucking pick before we get murdered this is Printhead, happy happy and hardcore pop and uh you know the first track it's called uh repeat so now we're listening to this and uh just like hiding under the fucking sheets from a monster now the fucking bad sounds can't get me now I can go for this, man. I like oh, yeah. this shit. This is like... <laughs> I, I guess I'm just a sucker for lo-fi. I'm a, I love the uh, recorded with a toaster kind of sound. <laughs> you know what I, I really like want to... You know what I really want to say? And this is important, so shut the fuck up for a second. Mm-hmm. I am kind of worried about playing this one. And it's not because I don't like it. I, actually, I, I like it a lot. However, I am noticing that our pick is from Spain, which is really cool, actually, in every sense, except every time we post a fucking Spanish, by Spanish, I mean from Spain, artist uh, on our show, the episode gets taken down by YouTube. Ooh. Hmm. Well, we'll see, I guess, right? It's happened two or three times, at least twice. So, um, if that doesn't happen this time, thank you, Printhead, and fuck you, YouTube. And hopefully everyone's hearing this, and, uh, they can join me by raising a middle finger in solidarity, because it is fucking dumb, and I hate it. Um, and it's funny, too, because we have never once tried to monetize this podcast, nor will we ever. It'd be cool if we did, like, shit with, like, Patreon eventually, but, of course, that's completely up to the discretion of the viewers as to whether they think that we should fucking make anything. There would be, yeah, no ads unless we had sponsorships, and again, that then that's controlled by us, not by YouTube. Um, this shit will never, ever be fucking monetizable. Because we're we're reviewing other people's stuff, and we knew that going into it. But at the same time, um, why come you got to take down for? Yeah, like the fuck. Hmm, that's funky. Well, I hope this uh, survives, like we do. We don't get fucking murdered. Um, yeah. I don't want to get murdered again. Nevertheless, yeah, nevertheless, assuming this episode survives, survives all the, the hardships and the tumultuous um, things, storms, 
You can buy this band's entire discography, discography of 15 releases for 15 euros. That's sweet. Now, they had something sold out at the bottom. I wonder what that was. Was that like a, some uh, kind of physical so media? There's, there's a cassette. There's something I don't need yeah. yeah, that's cool. I feel like cassette really fits the punk aesthetic big oh, time. Oh shit! Yeah. I, I, you know, I had I have a tape deck, but it's not something that I really enjoy using. You know, that, that that's fascinating, right? Because like I feel like CDs really um, speak to the rock world a lot, and you know, just say I'll just say rock, rock and metal, where it's like, yeah, buy my shit, buy my shit, buy my shit, but it's also not like super duper in your face um and i would say final is much more of the like refined like progressive like that we make high fidelity music sir but cassette cassette is uh yeah very much in the diy yeah and you know the thing is cassettes sound great if you have a good take they sound fucking awesome and they have a very five plays yeah, they have a very characteristic sound. They have um, they have a very unique sound. Ooh, shut up, I like this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 you know this. This to me, I mean, I, I like this. It's my pick of the week. You know. I thought we weren't doing that anymore. After, no, like, well, you didn't get the fucking memo. Just didn't get the memo, man. Um, no, uh, you know, I. I like the um, this fucking album. Just this album, by the way. Two years. Oh. You're like, yeah, man. I want to buy this shit and spend it on. You can for next to nothing. Yeah. How many tracks are on this bitch? Twenty-five. I guess. I guess they remind me like, um, you know, I guess an only comparable modern band. I guess would be like Okay Chords, which I'm not like, not like a, you know, too much of a fan of that band, but. Um, but it's definitely got like that modern lo-fi sound, but it, it sounds like it's um, really, I think, uh, adequately invoking the, uh, the late seventies. Uh, you know, and yeah, we got that uh, the nice old school. Um, I think punk in the true sense of the term, as in like you know, so punk came to prominence at a time where. The average Joe couldn't record a fucking album. He had to go to a record. He had to, he had to be an act, get noticed by a record label, and they would pay for you to go to a studio and publish a shitload of records to be made. And so, you know, the DIY community comes around, and of course, tape decks in the 80s become a thing, and you could record your music that way, multi-track recorders. And, uh, and this, this kind of sound is born. I like it. Uh, I'm such a fan of... Uh, of just dirty, chuggy, garage-sounding, nasty lo-fi. Fuck yeah! Set stuff. Sorry, I'm literally falling asleep over here. Yeah. I worked fucking like nine hours to come home and set up recording. Fucking Christ on a bike. Yeah. I'm tired as shit. Yeah, man. Feel it. All right, Grim. I'm as tired as a green snake in a sugar cane field. Yeah, okay. Where the fuck that's going? Oh, fucking. I'm as tired as a tire. That is. I got a car. Why didn't you fucking say that before? What the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Jesus. I don't even think you are here. I 
think you've been in a room or something. Like that, some toilets, I'm sure. An auditory hallucination. People have actually just been listening to me, thinking that you were. Damn, girl. I got a microphone in my brain. Where Chris Nolan at? What did Chris Nolan even work on other than the fucking Dark Knight series? Inception. He did, um, That's right. did, uh, the, uh, um, that magician one. I can't remember the name. Don't fucking <laughs> oh, the uh, the magician one. Yeah, I can't remember Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson. That's what you're talking about, right? Did it have were they? I'm I'm talking about the the Prestige, I think. Oh, the Prestige is one where where Christian Bale was yeah, like a, a. I haven't seen that. I don't know if he was Houdini, but he like played like a magician like Houdini. Yeah, yeah, no, that that movie actually. Was really it was a really good movie. What was a good movie? Jaws. No, I was going to say Yeah, <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. That was fucked. Yeah, that was pretty. Really it's pretty rough to get through. Yeah, it's pretty traumatic. Speaking of rough movies, you know what I made Chelsea watch for the first time recently? Uh, the Ring. Oh God, Johnny Knoxville? Are yeah. you shitting me? No, oh, I'm God. very serious. No fucking puke. <laughs> <laughs> which is God. funny because there's there's I saw a line, that shit when it came out. There's a line in that movie, which is what made me think of it. Oh this my lantern! Oh God, kill me! Jesus kill me! Christ, but uh, there's a line in that movie. It's not the one I like that. Where, um, what the fuck was I saying? He, uh, he, uh, <laughs> one of the guys goes, uh, You think that's impressive? Steve, name any movie. He goes, Okay, uh, Jaws. Goes, that was a good movie. Like, it's supposed to be impressive. Like, yeah, he knows yeah, yeah. a lot about the movie. He goes, Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people like Jaws, you know. I've never I been able Jaws to see good. the appeal. Um, it's I guess just I, fucking corny. I can understand that it's it's a it's a movie for a, a place and a time, and I think at the time the special effects were so fucking realistic that it just scared the shit out of people. Dude, it, no, I mean, yeah, but the thing is, it's like, I, I think it's like any fucking movie of that time, really. Like, and granted, when I say that time, I'm being very so like when you think of like the Evil Dead or Jaws or fucking um, 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 oh my god First Blood or whatever like any yeah. fucking big edgy movie they weren't really scary as much as they were just super fucking cheeseball and granted I know some people would be like I don't know man the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre well I might rock the boat a little bit here I'm gonna rock the boat you know I I, I know for a fact I'm going to be assassinated for this, but I, well, no, it's I, fine. I've, um, I've never liked Jurassic Park. I always thought Jurassic Park. I actually was... don't either. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. That's no, crazy. no. I, no I, I've always I found it like, I just see it. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, why do people like look at this and see like, um, like it's pure magic. Like no, it's just, no, I don't get it. I see Jeff Goldblum. I find him like so annoying. I, all the other actors I find, I find just, you know, like, I, I really wish that I liked Jeff Goldblum for like the longest time. But I was like, yeah, there's just something about him. And then I realized what it was. And it's severe narcissism. Yeah. It's like if you've ever watched him do an interview ever, he'll be like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of the one time uh, I was with someone and I was doing this thing. And uh, they said to me, like, oh, you are so fucking smart and creative and interesting. It's yeah, fucking yeah. 
obnoxious and terrible. I know, I know, you know, and but some people, of his acting is okay, but fuck. But I, I mean, I hear people talk about Jurassic Park who like saw it when it came out, and they're like, "Oh my god, the way the dinosaurs move and they jump through the screen, and it's just so I mean, terrifying." That's, that's cool, I, I guess, just like but... it was so amazing. It's so realistic, and I see it. I'm like, it looks so fucking fake. I, I don't get it. I, I just, I guess, I just don't understand. I just things. think it's fucking dumb. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's one dumb. of those things that, like, when I watch it, I'm like, "What the fuck is the point of this?" I know. Yeah, I just and think it's also it's like, so I, I, I have a really bad tendency of why. Watching movies and seeing a lot of uh, plot shields in a movie, and typically I kind of rate a movie. I mean, granted, on how much I enjoy it, but also on how many plot shields I was able to spot out. And if it's like I'm pointing them out constantly as I'm watching it, that's not a very good fucking movie. And Jurassic Park is definitely one of those fucking movies. Where it's no. Like, uh, Oh man, yeah, that guy got ate by that dinosaur because um, he uh, he uh, saw a spider on the ground and he screamed and then the dinosaur heard that and then ate him. And it's like, what the? Who the fuck would see a dinosaur, hide from it, be successfully hiding, and then go, that spider's pretty fucking scary. <laughs> Like, shit, and granted, I know somebody's gonna be like, that never happened in those movies. I understand, but it's shit like that. Yeah. It's like, it's like I almost feel like the same reason people hated um, uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It was fucking dumb. You know, and I, I'm embarrassed to, to admit, I'm embarrassed, I'm embarrassed to admit, I liked that movie when it came out. I, I did remember, like it. I remember. I, um,. But yeah, it took me a couple of years to really snap out of my fucking delusion. Yeah, it's uh, that movie's an epic piece of shit. But Total you know, I, I would I would also posit that all of the Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, all of the Indiana Jones you know, yeah. are extremely corny, but they're fun. Yeah, yeah. I they're, just I just don't they're good, uh, like Jurassic Cold War Park. era escapism. You know, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. I, I think Jurassic Park is corny. That's not the reason I don't like it. But it is corny as shit. Um, yeah. What the fuck was I gonna say? Came back narcos. Not, not being good. You know what movie was made back in that time? I don't think was all that corny. It was extremely good. Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. Great fucking movie. Yeah, you know, I've never seen Rocky actually. Are you serious? You should change it. Yeah. It's my mom's favorite movie. That's all I know about I it. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was probably like, uh, probably in her early 20s and she saw it and she was probably like, oh, wow. Well, I mean, a lot of people wanted to fuck Sylvester Stallone too. Yeah. And the big thing is, is like, this movie not only has him as like a, you know, a badass. But it's like, oh, he's also, like, really sensitive, too. He's got problems and shit, you know? It's like, yeah, all right, all right. But, I, I mean, I would say this. Like, Rocky 1. Rocky 1 is a masterpiece. It's a phenomenal movie. Rocky 2 is pretty good, and I recommend you watch it if you watched Rocky 1. And you're like, yeah, I quite like that movie. 3 onward? Take it or leave it. Oh, it's like the Rambo sequel. So fucking horrible. Yeah. So awful, like so. That's such cash grabs, like so plain and simple. 
Well, and that, that's kind of kind of how the fucking Rocky sequels, like after two, went. But there's there's redeemable qualities to them. But yeah, I don't know. Three is three is good. Four four is actually really fun, but it's super fucking like phoned in. And then five is just like, why am I still fucking watching this? Yeah, holy fucking crap. And they did what, like Creed pretty recently? Well, they did Rocky Balboa back in like the mid-tens. And then, yeah, they did Creed and now Creed 2. Jesus. But Creed was the son of... Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's about a different fella. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to give too much away because you haven't seen the original fucking Rocky. But yes, Apollo Creed is someone from the original Rocky. It's a great thing. I strongly recommend you watch Rocky. If you watch it, you're like, yeah, it's not for me. Fuck, don't watch the rest. But it's a good movie. It's one I think you should have in your You know, Rocky Road ice cream is... I like Rocky Road. It's okay. It's okay. Cookie dough, I think, is the supreme form of ice cream. Oh, fuck off. I'll tell you, it's the best the best. In America, you aren't ready for this, truly. You think you are, but you're not. The best ice cream. Hands down. On guard. It's Cherry Garcia. It's, it's pretty darn good. Look. We got vanilla ice cream, which I know a lot of people like. Fucking vanilla. Vanilla's good. Chill vanilla's out. delicious. I, good, I love it. Good vanilla is really good, but it's made a lot better by what you put in it. You get dark chocolate chunks. Alright, everybody, come on. Dark chocolate. It's better than milk chocolate. It's better than white chocolate. And fucking dark cherries. Trucking. Trying to make any kind of Grateful Dead references, I know, and I don't really know much. I hate the Grateful Dead. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. What the hell is happening? Are we still musicking? I don't know if we're still musicking. That couldn't have been the end of the album, was it? No. Okay. Come on now. Well, I was going to say, I think it's about time to wrap up Dangle, anyways, but like, that was weird. Yes, sir. Um, okay. Well, people, we've had a lot of fun. I'm, I'm fucking seeing seas and little blue birds circling around my eye holes. So I think it's dangle about time for me to dangle and fucking dangle. You know what I mean, man? Oh, yeah. So let's see. Three empty platitudes to, to take out on if you're that concerned about the environment, your environmental impact from drinking um, non-EPA-free bottles of water, just eat the fucking plastic. Duh, why didn't you think of that? Um, yes, analog music may be making a comeback, maybe here to stay, but analog video sure as shit isn't. Yeah, I mean, true. Let's be real. We're not bringing the fucking VCRs back. You might to watch your fucking copy of Rugrats in Paris, but other than that, if you really want it, I don't think you do. Okay. Although I do think a lot of people film on analog and then just convert it to digital. Hey, you know, I had the Majin Buu series on uh, VHS. Yeah, right. 
And uh, the third one to take today out on is Evan is going to watch Rocky by the next time we do this again. So, yay. Might just read the back of the book. I bet there is a book. Yeah, most likely. I don't think the book's probably quite as exciting, but I bet it's still good. Probably. Do you have anything you want to say to people? Oh, shit. Um, I... I'm going to um, recommend that no one try self-immolation without... With what now? Auto-defe. Auto-defe? Auto-defe. What is auto-defe? Self-immolation. This is a different way to say it? Yeah. Well, I recommend no one try it unless they're going to take their whole family with them. So, you know. Fair. Well, actually, you know, if you're going to commit auto defe, might I recommend this: that you get your family uh, near lethally intoxicated, so that when you let yourself on fire around them, they blow up like fun fireworks. Yes, yes, thank you. Like Someone pe- finally preaching some fucking truth. <laughs> like people exploders, and don't smoke meth. Goodbye, everybody. Maybe forever. Peace. <laughs>